Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a wonderful guest here today. Uh, Dina Miriam is here today, and she has a cool book out. It's called When the Bright Moon Rises, The Awakening of Ancient Memories. And we're going to talk about reincarnation uh, today and some different past lives that she's had and she's experienced. And this is going to be a really fun show. So remember to hit that subscribe button and share it with your friends, because it's going to be a really interesting one today on the High Road. But before I bring her on, really quickly, I just want to say uh, that uh, there was some violence, and I, I just want to bring this to people's attention so you know what's going on. Chicago violence, 100 people shot. This is absolutely nuts. 18 fatally wounded in the weekend shooting across the city. Um, the police department said, Chicago, the long holiday weekend is officially over, and CPD said too many people were shot in Chicago since Friday night, 100 people were shot. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown addressed the violence and faced questions about the department safety plan Tuesday morning. You guys, this is, just goes on and on, and it starts to talk about all the different people who were shot. It says a 15-year-old boy was one of the latest victims. So this is across the board, and, you know, we need to get something done about this. Uh, send prayers, uh, you know, write your congressman. We need to stand up because too many people are being killed um, needlessly. And so I just want to bring that to everybody's attention today. Hey, now I got some good news for you. So I do psychic readings and y'all know that. And so for the month of July, I decided to do something special for everybody. And so everybody who books a psychic reading with me in the month of July will receive one of my books, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, complimentary. So that is my little gift to you guys for the month of July, 2021. And um, I'll ship it out to you after we do our reading. So there you have it. And if you want a book, just go to my website, nancyyearout.com and click on book and it'll take you to my calendar. Okay, so I'm here today with Dina and let me just give you, I'll tell you what, this is a really interesting lady. So this will be a fun conversation. She's an author, she's a storyteller, and she's the founder and convener of the Global Peace Initiative of Women. So it's GPIW, which seeks to bring spiritual resources to address critical global challenges such as conflict, this is what we're talking about this morning, social justice, and ecological scarring of the earth. Uh, she's also, the 2014, uh, she received the Nawano, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, Peace Prize for her interfaith peace efforts, and I wanted to bring that up. Now, before I bring her on, I just got to tell a little bit about the book so you guys aren't confused because it's a little bit in-depth here, so let me just throw this out there. So this is a story of her past lives, you guys. It's her third book. It's a love story between two sages and the cosmic forces know what the known as the deities, love of the sages and of the people, and love between individuals seeking to express this universal force of love that exists within us all. It's a study of karma, 
the cosmic law and of cause and effect. And she weaves her story through her life that begins in Vedic India around the ninth century BCE. I want you to tell us your story. Welcome. Dina to High Road to Humanity. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for, for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. You know, this is so interesting. I have so many questions, but tell your story. How did you know, like, how did this happen? How did you realize that these were past lives and that you had to go check them out and figure out what was going on here? Tell your story. Well, as you mentioned, this is my third book. Um, the first book, which is called My Journey Through Time, right. A Spiritual Memoir of Life, Death, and Rebirth, I wrote um, maybe five, six years ago. My, my recall began about 30 years ago um, where, when I began having very, very vivid memories of my life just previous to this. And um, I was a little skeptical. So I went to places that I saw and I checked it out. Uh, and in that book, I recount seven lives going back sequ- sequentially. Right. Um, and I checked out a lot of the things and I began to trust what I was seeing. Uh, so can I, I stop you a second? Answer. How did you sure. know, like, was this coming in dreams? Was this coming in visions? How did this, like, how were you receiving this information? That, and how did you figure out that it had to be a past life? That's all I want to know. So I can get this. Well, at first it started with, uh, when it really started 20, 30 years ago, it was with the dream, the dream of a house. Okay. And I had that dream again and again and again. And I just moved into my current house. Okay. And I was dreaming of another house and it was always okay. the same house and there was a sadness around it. And I didn't know more than that. And then um, I woke up one morning uh, just before coming into waking consciousness. I saw an image of a little girl and I heard a voice that said, this was you. And I knew it was Russia at the turn of the century, oh my uh, 19, around 1900. Okay. And so from there, many, many, many things came. And then um, that was, I saw a complete picture of that life. And a lot of things checked out. I actually went to the places where I'd seen where I died. I went to the place where I'd seen my birth. Um, and I thought that was the end of it. And then another series of memories came back to me, the life just previous to that, and then the life just so on. So I could, so I could sequence it. That's when I thought to write the book because I found it fascinating yeah. how, how what happens in one life shapes the next. Uh, people that you haven't completed your relationship with appear again in this lifetime. It may not be the next life. It may be three lifetimes later. Uh, And so it's this, because the conditions have to be right. I mean, two souls have their own journeys. They come together. It's not complete, but they have other things to complete. So they don't see each other for several lifetimes and then they come together again. And so it's, it's, immensely complex right and and, and mind-boggling and right. yet beautiful because it showed me that we are the shapers of our own life there's nobody dictating it <laughs> we design it ourselves we design it ourselves unknowingly unconsciously the higher self designs it so that yeah. everything can eventually be fulfilled it's a beautiful story it really and is the one, the one thing that never dies is love i mean love between people comes back those people come back into your life again and again and the love of the guides the sages the great ones who guide us who keep showing up for us and keep trying to direct us in the path of awakening and it's a slow process awakening i've often said to myself i've met so many great sages over thousands of years why am i still doing this (laughs) 
why haven't I figured it out yet? But we chose we choose to come back from what I can realize to help on, on earth and to and to work out those different relationships, I think. Is that right? Yes. And and I think there comes a time when you're coming back not by karmic compulsion, not because of desires or things that are unfinished, but out of the desire to serve. So this is a time when it's truly your own will to come back to serve humanity because a lot of service is needed as you started this conversation yes. about the killings i mean we've yeah. got a lot of work to do here a lot of work on earth we've got a lot and you know i agree with you wholeheartedly on that one because i think that's why i'm here to help uh to be here during this time to help people understand what's going on i think a lot of there's a lot of confusion as people wake up there's a lot of confusion we're also at a transition point Correct. And we, we are, we are, and a lot of the systems that have been uh, uh, operating for the last few hundred years are no longer working. Right. So we need new ways of social organization that have not yet fully emerged. And right. so I think a lot of what we have to do now is the visioning process of what is the vision of the next stage in human civilization going to look like? Because right. we are the creators of our destiny. There is nobody dictating it to us. We, we get what we, what we deserve, what we you get, what you give, huh? Yeah. So that's where karma comes in. What did you learn about karma since you were able to go back and, and check out these different lifetimes? What was that? Because I, I've had different people. And the reason I ask you is I've had certain people say, well, there is no more karma, but I don't know if I believe that. Can you address it? It's a, it's a, it's a physical law. It's a spiritual law, just like gravity is a law. I mean, the universe has to function based on laws. Right. And gravity is a law. Uh, uh, and there are other energy laws yeah. that operate. Right. So, so the law of karma is simply the universe's way of rebalancing itself. Anything, any energy put out has to find an, an equal and opposite reaction to it. It's mm -hmm. a law of energy. Thought mm -hmm. is energy. Speech is energy. It's not right. just what right. we do. You know, it's not just if you slap somebody. And it's not, a, it, 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 it's not if you slap somebody, they're going to slap you back. If you put out a negative energy, that negative energy, you have to neutralize it. You have to compensate for that negative energy by mm -hmm. putting out a commensurate positive, en positive energy. Right. You, I always tell people, whatever you think about 24 hours a day is who you become because it's our thoughts and our emotions that create our reality. And it's just, and I, I talk about energy too, and it's exactly what you're saying. I would like people to realize, and maybe you realize through this work that you did, that our words and our thoughts, and our emotions. It's the energy of our thoughts, our words, and emotions that go out to the universe. And that's what we get back. And that's why I tell people to watch what you think, what you say, and what you feel. Because, and I think that's what, you know, they were talking about in the Bible, is pay attention to what you say. Now, is that what you mean too? Exactly. And and a lot of um, uh what we have to work out is thought patterns, patterns of thinking. And in this book, the woman, the book starts out with, with a, a, a young woman uh, who, who doesn't have much of a sense of self-esteem, carries with her a sense of kind of victimhood. Uh, and she's gone through, and then it shows later on several lives where she has to learn to stand up for herself. Gotcha. Finally, hey. at the end. 
No, I'm, I want you to tell us more when we come back from commercial break, because we're, we're out of time right now. We're doing our podcast to you guys today. If you want to check out the podcast, I never say this. I'm on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can find me at TogiNet Radio. And the book that uh, Miriam has, Dina Miriam has is When the Bright Moon Rises, The Awakening of Ancient Memories. And this is her story. And it's quite interesting, you guys. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. And we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Dina Miriam. I'm so glad you came on the show today to talk. Some people don't believe in uh, past lives. It's really interesting. You run across that? I just want to throw that out there, because I, like my daughter, she's like, Mom, I don't believe in that. It's really funny. Well, if you don't have the experience, then why should you believe it, right? I mean, to okay. me, it's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of, I remember. It's like somebody saying, well, your childhood, your grandmother never existed. You say, but I remember her. I remember <laughs> her. I have that memory of her. Mm-mm, she didn't exist. You have the memory. <laughs> so you know, you know for sure. Now you're a psychic, right? Are you, you intuitive? Say. Are you intuitive? Yes. 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 yes, yes. Did that, uh, and I just want to ask, did that experience? Uh, did you, you became more intuitive, I would imagine, as you checked out these past lives and delved into this. Is that right? Yes, I would say that, That um, I mean, when I talk about at the beginning of the book, at a higher age where the book begins, where the intuitive faculty was highly developed and the rational faculty less developed, um, that was, uh, the, in the East, they call it the Satya Yuga. But all religions have a memory of this, the Garden of Eden, 
where there was greater harmony on earth. I mean, you know, archaeologists or anthropologists call that primitive societies. I question what is primitive? Mm -hmm. hundred people being shot in a city. I call that primitive. You betcha. Um, you know, there was, there was um, harmony with nature, an intuitive knowing of not to take more than you needed. Um, there was, there was um, a, 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 a no sense of hierarchy, of oppressing other people. There was gender balance. Everything was in balance. Balance, um, and yes, yes. And, and we've fallen out of that over the millennia. Right. Uh, we're we're this domination because as the human ego developed further, this concept of I am better, I can dominate came over to take control. And so we have a, like a domination gene, gender domination, economic. Well, domination. yeah, that's where men, men came in and dominated women. And I don't want to interrupt you, but women really were in charge. I think more of the spiritual sense. And then men took over, I believe. What do you think? It's true. The memory that I have, my mother was the head of the clan. There were yeah. many women sages. I mean, there were many, many women sages up until, uh, you know, uh, just uh, recorded history. Anything right. before 3000 BCE, they call that prehistory because it wasn't written. There was no need to write because people could communicate with thought and they had, they had the mental capacity that was much greater than ours, the Vedas. And we lost it. How did we, we lose that? It. How did we lose it? Ego? Ego? I think a focus on the rational faculty and a focus more on the outer world and less on the spiritual world. They were much more in tune. They say in the higher ages, they could see the Davids, the, the gods and goddesses. There was much heightened uh, spiritual perception and they were less focused on developing and, and shaping the outer world. And then over time, as the rational faculty got developed, man wanted to dominate the outer world and shape it according to his desires. Well, we're not that intelligent because we've shaped it to the point of destruction. Right. We're at the point where the earth is at the edge of her capacity to support us. And so how intelligent is that? You know, <laughs> So mm -hmm. we have to regain the intuitive faculty to balance out our use of the, of the rational faculty. Right. Do you, now I see us making it. I believe that there's enough of us waking up and we will succeed. And I know there's a lot of help being given to us. I really feel spiritually that um, we'll win. We'll make it. What do you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think the human, human species is meant to survive, but to grow and evolve. Right. And unfortunately, you only learn by hitting your head against the wall, if you hit no. your head enough times, eventually say, oh, I shouldn't do that. That hurts. <laughs> I want to get back to some of this stuff. A lot of your past lives took place in India and Japan. I found that really fascinating. So you went to India and Japan to look for, you know, these people yeah. who, well, you, you went to look for yourself in a past life. How was that? I bet that was interesting. You know, I've always felt a deep connection with India, but it's not the India of today. It was the India that I remembered from long ago, okay. which was um, a much different type of society. I still love India. I mean, there's still sacred places there. But the India that I see today, it's like, what happened to <laughs> the India I remember? Um, mm -hmm. I also remember in the book, I recount three lives in China. Right. And it was the Taoist China, where the Taoist hermits were still there. And, you know, I, this surprised me because I didn't feel any connection with Chinese culture before this book came to me. Mm -hmm. And then I totally got into it. I became a Taoist. I didn't know anything about Taoism. Suddenly, I'm spouting off Taoist uh, insights. Wow. And, and I had a Taoist master there. And this was, you know, I learned through every book, through every recall, I learned. Right. Because 
Um, I mean, everything contributes to making you who you are today. So all right. of your past lives have contributed to making you the circumstances of today. And you started to see that as you, ex- as you went back. Yeah. That's interesting. And so a part of me identify with each of the lives that I remembered. I see a part of me, but I see that I'm not that person. So when your daughter says she doesn't believe, well, it's true. I mean, Dean is not going to come around again. I'm going to be somebody else next time. Right. You know, so the personality that you have has one shot at becoming the best who you can be. And next time around, you'll be another personality, but you'll be the accumulation. And Mm -hmm. so you will have contributed to who you become next. It's like Mm -hmm. an actor playing many roles. Which Mm -hmm. role is you? Which role yeah. is the real you? You know, with the real you, please step out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've talked to a lot of people recently on my show that talk about the dimensions. And um, I just had um, uh, Maureen St. Germain on and she was saying there's more there's more of me. There's there's like dimensions of me. There's this me and there's this me and there's this me and there's this me because I'm starting to realize that I'm kind of going jumping and did you start to, re- do you understand what I'm saying? I'm starting right. to catch myself and I'm not in my body. I'm over here and I'm like, well, who is that? And then I'm like, oh, I'm looking at myself. So I'm starting to do the dimension thing. Did that happen to you too? Totally. And it, it happened and it is happening more and more. So I, <laughs> I recount three, three uh, episodes in the celestial world, which is a word they used to use that word now we call other dimensions but okay. in, in traditional uh, uh uh lineages they call it the celestial worlds right okay. i we i mean we may spend 60 70 years in this reality and 200 years in that reality so which is our real home you know and we keep going back there so just as we feel earth is our home that reality is our home that dimension that other dimension and the way i see it it's different for everybody but I go back to the same place. And, and Satya, who I mentioned in the book, a being from that dimension, right. is a companion. And the book I'm working on now talks more about him. Uh, and and um, I find myself, while I'm here, living in this reality, also living there in that reality. Yeah. Okay. We are a multidimensional species. We are, we, our true nature is multidimensional. Isn't that crazy to finally figure that? Because I just figured this out. Like, I'm like, okay. Well, I've heard it. But then I, I, now I'm living it. Does that make sense? Yes. And until you have the experience yourself, it's just concept of theory. Yeah. But once you have experienced yourself, then you're living it. Then, then right. it becomes knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Wow. That's really cool. Now, I have a really interesting question for you. As you're going back, because I thought about this, and you're seeing your past lives, and you're reliving it, are you reliving it emotionally too? Totally. Which is the hard part. Well, that's what I wondered. Yes, it's a hard part because I, I cry as I write the, write the passages because I'm back there. I am that personality again. I'm going through the loss. Um, I'm going through the joys of being with the sage. Uh, and then I'm going through the loss of the traumas, the emotional difficulties that the woman, I mean, in every past life that I've seen, there've been emotional difficulties. Uh, there's death, there's loss, there's struggles, inner struggles. And um, initially, it took a lot out of me. And it was initially, it was somewhat destabilizing, because I would be spending so much of my emotional energy working out, you know, mourning over somebody who had died 100 years ago. And it was you. Well, in this case, it was my mother. Okay. So I I don't cry over my own death. It's it's when other people. 
Yeah. Other people. Okay. Uh, and in this book, there is the loss of a, of a husband, uh, okay. which is in the second part of the book. Uh, and I, and I, every time I would read that part, I would cry. Uh, I, and I, and I still feel connected to that being who I talk about in that book. Right. Uh, and we haven't seen each other maybe a thousand years. It's been uh, oh my more God. than that, 1500 oh years, but time has totally collapsed for me. Honestly, you talk about 10,000 years, you know, in those other dimensions, a year is a day there. So 10,000 years, it's, it's a few years in that, in that world. And so the whole concept of time, what is it? It's a construct. Yeah, we did it to ourselves, I think, or somebody put it on us. You're right, ourselves. it's a construct, yes, yes. Time and space, we've created these things to limit ourselves so that we conduct the very limited lives that we have now. I mean, our sight is very limited, our hearing yeah. is very limited, right. our senses are very limited. Uh, yeah. I believe in the higher ages, all of that was expanded and they could right. see more and hear more. Well, and I think we will too. I oh, think we as we, we yeah. Again. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited about this time because I think, oh, I know, I just know that we have so many abilities that we will start to be able to use again. And one is telepathy and, but it won't matter because, you know, it'll be our way of communicating and it'll all be love. And so it'll be just a good harmony balance. I think we will achieve balance. I think that's it. There's no, yes, there's no question. Um, one can't say the timing of it uh, uh, because this collective karma that has to work itself out, our collective, I mean, you look at how degraded our language has become. Where in the higher ages, words were used very carefully, mantra, they knew the power of words to create and to destroy. And, and look, at, look at our public space, how words are used today. You know, um, yeah, so we have, we, have a, we have a lot of work to do in cleaning up our public, our in, I mean, the public space is just a reflection of the interior of the collective, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we each have to do our own work in clearing up our interior so that the public space will reflect that more. Let's talk more about it and talk more about the book when we come back from commercial break. You guys, her book, and where do they get her book? Is this Amazon? Amazon. Do you have a website or what's your I website? Have a, I have a website. Um, I also have an author's page, Dina Miriam uh, public page or author's page. Okay. Where I do book readings. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. You guys, it's called when the, when the bright moon rises, the awakening of ancient memories. This is Nancy. you out. This is high road to humanity. And we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on high road to humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30 minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. 
If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Dina Miriam, her book, When the Bright Moon Rises, and I want you to talk, if you would, about the love story, because this is a love story, really, Dina. It's a love story, and there are many components to it. There's a love story between a young woman and a man um, who, when she comes out of the, she's, she comes from a forest community, um, of living in harmony with the natural world. But mm-hmm. it's time for civilization to develop. So she is brought out toward the river community and falls in love with a young man who's a Brahmin celibate. He's taken vow of celibacy for 10 years. Oh, gosh. And she's a very impulsive, passionate young woman and can't deal with that and tries in every way to seduce him and is eventually banished, sent away from the community. And she struggles with that her whole life. She gets angry at him and she she vows, she takes a vow not to see him again for 10,000 years. And she blames him, although he was not at fault. She falsely believes that he sent her away. And so time passes, and 10,000 years later, she finds herself in Tang, China, 8th century China, and there he is. He was, he was uh, someone who recited the poetry of the Vedas. You know, the Vedas, coming from a 10,000, 9,000, 8,000 BCE, were poems, um, yeah. uh, poems with hidden spiritual meanings. Yeah. So he, yeah. was, he would chant the Vedas, chant these poems, and she would go down to listen to him, not for the meaning, but just to see him. And so here she finds herself, and he's a famous poet now, Levi, who's a historical figure. He's one of the most beloved poets in, in, in China from the 8th century. And she's a woman poet with no sense of her own worth or self-esteem. And, she, and, and the love story can picks up from there. 10,000 years almost have passed. Um, and it's time for them to complete what couldn't be completed at the earlier date. Um, and I think that that's not an uncommon occurrence that um, love, love, uh, loves that can't be completed. It may not be 10,000 years. She just took that vow. It could be three lifetimes, two lifetimes, the next lifetime, five lifetimes. With every person, it's different. But it's a beautiful love story. Can I stop you and ask you a question? Do we choose to come back? I mean, do we have that? I always thought, and I just kind of want to clarify this. So she vowed she wouldn't be with him, but she loved him. So when she decided to come back into this dimension, didn't she have the ability to say, I want to be with him again? Or I don't, how does that work? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Her love, her love for him did not die, but she wanted to be able to be an equal with him. And so she had many, many lifetimes to work on herself and her own development. So when she met him, she was at a much advanced spiritual state. In the earlier time, she really didn't understand much, you know, 
She, there was a woman sage who took compassion on her and tried to help her. She didn't understand much of anything, but she, there was a, a simplicity about her. That okay. this, yeah. So she came back and she was his equal now. Okay. Uh, not recognized by society. As a matter of fact, her name is lost in history. Uh, but uh, he's known, but the wife is not known. The poetry is lost in history. But she was his equal. And, they, and it was the coming together of two equals where she could really match him. And so do we have, I mean, the, the issue of choice, the question is, who has choice, the higher self or the ego? The ego just re, is reactive, right? The mm-hmm. higher self has choice. Mm-hmm. So the higher self may decide, you know, I'm going to come, I'm going to do my work and go through all these experiences. And then when we meet again, we'll meet on an equal plane. Right. How beautiful that is, really. I mean, when you think about it. What a true love story. So they come together, don't they? They come together, yes. Yeah. And she still has a lot of um, work to do because his, his, he's gone his own path. She's gone her own path. And now he's a poet, a traveling poet, who's always leaving her uh, yeah. to, to go to the courts and to go to the prominent society to sing his poems and all that. Um, and she's still feeling a little bit insecure. She hasn't gotten over her insecurity. And so she has to develop, that's her work in that lifetime, to develop her self-confidence enough that she can bless him when he goes, that she's not feeling neglected. And that there's a crisis in her life where she has to overcome that feeling of neglect. I think, and that's what she had to work on. Now, are you still, did you make it all the way to this lifetime? You know what I mean? Like, did you go back? Like how, so you went back and then you can't. How did you do it? Did you start here and go back or did you go back and come I, I, forward? Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I started sequentially going back seven lifetimes, okay. which is about a, th- a thousand years, right? Okay, okay. Um, uh, and, then, uh, and then there was a break. And then I found myself in the ancient past and working my way back up, up uh, uh, progressing through time. And um, so I just finished a book which takes place oh, three lifetimes in that intervening 10,000 year period. <laughs> so I'm filling in the gaps. I mean, yeah. line and, and I'm working on another book. I've just about to start another book that takes place in 12th century Tibet. Oh, I so, love this. Yeah, that would be interesting. See, Tibet fascinates me. And you were able to go back and see. Did you ever do past life regression or is this all dreams? Mostly it's meditation, actually. Initially, it came to me in dreams, but now it comes to me in my meditation. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing. I sit in meditation, and I should not be focusing on my past lives, but I'm back in another time realm, seeing everything that I can't pull myself out of it. So it's mostly in my meditation. And I I think meditation is a very powerful, some of the techniques that that one can be given are very powerful tools for awakening the energy in the spine. Okay. Uh, so people have varied experiences. You know, some people see light. Some people go out the third eye. People, everybody's experience is different. My experience in meditation is to see past lives. Interesting. Really interesting. Now, as you do this, I have all these questions for you. So what was the most, I guess, profound finding from your past life experience? Experiences, I guess I should say. The most, oh, I only found like, like, ah, like what was like, well, there was, so there was a lot of wows. What were some of those wows that really surprised you, I guess? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the few that I can, I can, that really um, cha- transformed me, as I said, right. was the co- there you go. collapsing of time, which to realize that, that one doesn't just live in this time frame, that you can be aware of it all. So I am aware of all my lives. Interesting. They haven't left my memory. And now, more recently, it's this spatial dimension where I can be aware of myself in another dimension at the same time that I'm functioning here. And that's not left me since writing that book. That has been a constant with me of being aware of being in another dimension. The third thing is um, these sages, uh, these higher beings who, and everybody has them. I mean, I share my experience of of those who have come to me and helped me, but Mm -hmm. everybody has them, whether you're aware of them or not. The love given by these sages who don't judge us in any way and are just there to help us take the next step, whatever the next step is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could be very elementary in our, in our path to say there are helpers there to take and help us. And then the, the most important thing is that the foundation of the universe is love. That is the source of everything. And if, if we can tune into that, we can transform our society like that. Uh, there's so much anger and fear and hatred in our society. But the truth of the universe is based on love. All of creation emerged out of love. And I think our challenge now is to realize that. Yeah, and how do we get people to realize that? I mean, I do this show and you write your books, but what do you think? I mean, how are how do you think we have to go? This is what I think. I hate to say this, but I think we almost have to get to a point where people are so miserable that they realize that they wake up. Unfortunately, we learn through our mistakes. And when you get to the point where, where it's just so bad, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're right. That's, that's what it takes. That's the nature of our species. Isn't that that very few of us <laughs> learn quickly. Yeah. Most of us learn through repeating mistakes. And um, I mean, I've seen it in many ways how I've, re- over different lifetimes, have repeated the same patterns of behavior. I was going to so- ask you that. You've seen yourself do it. And then you... That must be interesting to see the pattern, but then you've changed. Your choices change as you go on because you realize that that didn't work out. Do you see that? Oh, I do see that. And I I see um, usually there are several lifetimes when you're working on the same pattern of of behavior or thinking or theme Uh, uh, because it takes, it takes, you know, we make for the typical person, you don't, you make a little bit of progress because so much of life is taken up with feeding yourself, taking care of your family, your children, getting a job, that how much time is left for doing your spiritual work until you come to the point where that becomes the center of your life. My spiritual work is the center of my life. Mm -hmm. And practices, whether it's meditation or prayer or or whatever, speed things up. So there are definitely things, and that's what's happening now. So many people are doing spiritual practice that things are speeding up, thankfully. Thank you, <laughs> hey, you guys. We got to go to commercial break. I'm here today with Dina Miriam. Gosh, you're such a you're such a wealth of knowledge here. Um, her book is called When the Bright Moon Rises. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road do you feel like something is missing in your life do you feel lost or alone do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly 
Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with your Dina Miriam. Dina, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, would you talk a little bit about in between, I guess, uh, I call it heaven. You call it the celestial. Dimension. I call it the celestial world. Um, world. Okay. So they say that the world of light, the subtle world, which is yeah. that dimension mm-hmm. uh, is larger than the physical universe. There are many, many places, many planets, many, many experiences. Uh, some of them are filled with high beings um, who are helping, involved in helping the universe. Others are, are not much different from here, filled with people who just want to uh, amass power and dominate over other people. That's what you might call the lower realms. I don't like to use the word hell because it's, I, I, I think that whole image is a construct. I gotcha. there's certainly, you know, there's certainly places where there's more competition and more domination going on. Um, and, and those are the lower worlds where there's just less light. <laughs> But in the higher worlds, uh, they're very beautiful. 
Um, uh, the color is much richer than, than here. Uh, there are many, um, when I, when I, my, my experience with enlightened beings, higher beings, is that there's such love emanating from them mm -hmm. that you're just lifted into another space. And in these heaven worlds, there are beings like that where there's just only love and grace and um, they're there to assist in any way that they can. And they provide much guidance. Uh, and I do believe that it's just a matter of tuning ourselves with them where we can receive their guidance. Mm -hmm. Everybody has had examples of this. You know, you're in a car, another car cuts in front of you, you're that close to an accident. Right. You know, and you say, oh, my God, you know, that intervention, everybody has had an intervention. Well, yeah, and, and I, I believe, well, I already, I know, I don't believe, I know, I have a guardian angel, I have a few guardian angels, and everybody does, and we all do, and my thing is, if you recognize, and I'll just talk to you about what I think, and then maybe you can elaborate on what your feelings are. I know we all have a guardian angel and we have several angels, but it's up to us to ask and to work with them. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're there. They are there to help, but they, but we have free will. And so in order for us to work with our angels, we have to ask. And I bring this up because they're at a higher vibration. And when you work with your angels and your higher self, of course, you're getting maybe more good information. Does that make sense? What do you think about that? You're getting more good information and you're getting, um, um, you're getting help in terms of maneuvering through the challenges that you have to face. Uh, it's like suddenly when you know what to do, right? You've got a decision mm -hmm. you've got to make this, do I do this or do I that? If you tune in, suddenly, you know, intuitively. And that's what you were talking about at the beginning about developing your intuitive, intuitive capacity. When you, when you invoke the higher energy, when you invoke the help, your intuitive faculty opens. It's in, you know, yeah know what to do you know where to go but the 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 higher worlds that i've experienced the heavenly realms are incredibly beautiful incredibly peaceful um uh but you know there 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 are there are challenges there there are challenges the whole universe which is growing moving toward awakening into into oneness right mm -hmm. with the divine everything mm -hmm. um every level there are challenges to overcome okay uh, i don't you know, and so specifically, I, I can't say what those challenges might be. As I said, this is a new thing for me to find myself in, that's, in that other dimension while I'm here. And I'm just beginning to explore it. What is life like there? What is, what is a day-to-day? -day? I mean, what is the experience besides seeing that it's very beautiful and that they're loving beings? Mm -hmm. What actually is life like there? Right. Now, have you have you yet. run into anybody, you know, <laughs> seriously, because, you know, I mean, there's some people that do have the ability. Of course, I do a little bit, too. I help people pass from this dimension onto a higher dimension because they see my light. Um, are you able to connect in that way with people who have passed as well? Yes. As a matter of fact, you asked me if I was psychic from early on. I used to receive messages for, for friends who have lost loved ones. Really? Um, and so I'm able to stay connected to people who have passed, okay. um, even though they may be in different places. Uh, but the whole universe is connected. And so you can right. connect to people no matter where they are. Right. Isn't that no cool? Matter. Isn't that yeah. now that's a cool thing to know. See, and I always tell people that, you know, talk to your mom or dad if they've passed because they can hear you, you know, and I know when people I'll just say this, I know, like when my sister's around, she's passed, I'll know when my dad's around, you know, you just when you're in tune, you start to know, like, I'll exactly. say, Oh, 
I'll say, oh, hi, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll acknowledge that I know that they're with me. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because just like you're <laughs> thinking of them or missing them, those thoughts flicker into their mind too. I mean, um, it's a delicate balance. I mean, when, when you're really grieving over somebody, you're also not allowing them to move on. And so, but they're grieving too. So there's this mutual thing where you can't move on either one. <laughs> But then there comes a point where you have to move on with your life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so then it moves from grieving into some kind of loving connection where you can feel the presence and, you you know, when you think of that person, you know, aha. Because what happens to the memories when you're in that in-between state? There may be, and it varies. It could be 10 years. It could be 50 years. You don't know when you're coming back again. The right. circumstances have to be right for you to fulfill what you need to fulfill. Um, and so, but the memories of your previous birth flicker in and out, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So so over time, you're still maintaining an awareness, but in order to function in the heaven world, you're not fully engrossed in what's happening here in this dimension, mm -hmm. but the memories flicker in and out. Now, the people in the higher dimensions, uh, our loved ones who have passed, uh, if they're in higher dimension, they are able to help us. I always think if we ask, like we need to ask questions of a higher self, but then we can also ask questions of our loved ones too. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends upon, you know, where they're at. Exactly. How tuned okay. the loved one is. Uh, but certainly if one is, is, is a spiritually uh, awakened person, then they are able to provide much assistance. Now, the love that you had, do you think that, how do you like you, how did you leave it with him? And, and so you guys haven't met again. So how did this, you know, how does this love story, so it continues, it, right? It, 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 ends, it ends in the celestial world. So there are three sections of the book that, that reflect this time in this. And it ends there. He died before I died. Uh, but, but because there was an incompletion, uh, he waited for me. And we spent a long time in this lustral world, again, at a, at a spiritually equal level. And it was a beautiful completion. It was a completion there, a real completion. Um, I think it was about 200 years before my next birth, which is a relatively long time. After that, I, I took birth rather quickly from one life to the next, and sometimes 10 years, sometimes 50 years. But that was a long period of time in that celestial realm. Um, the other thing this book talks about are the deities, the deities of the sun and the deities of the moon. And it starts off with a reflection of what does that mean? What, what does that mean? It's not the physical moon or the physical sun, but it's, it's uh, dimensions that are connected, just like the earth has a dimension connected to it. Those, those bodies out there have dimensions connected to them. And so this is a reflection beginning of, I mean, all this came to me, beginning of reflection on what it is, what it, what is, what is, and it begins and ends with a marriage between two celestials, one from the moon world, one from the sun world. So it's the celestials get married. The David, the gods, and God, they get married. What does that mean? What does that mean? I take up that more in the book that I've just finished of what that means when, when, uh, I mean, I think the more we can see, the more we can see into the reality of that heavenly world and what takes place there. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. This is really interesting work. So the next book will be coming out when, Dana? 
in the fall, uh, and it's, it's, it starts about 1000 BCE and then uh, ends about 100 BCE. So the span of a thousand years, uh, it covers three lives. I love it. Fantastic. This is really fantastic stuff that you're doing. What advice, we've got a couple minutes before we end the show today. What's some advice that you can give to people who are struggling right now? And, you know, the world is really crazy. We've been talking about it. Um, I always tell people to go within. What's your advice? I think it's a time for reflection for the human community. This didn't happen for, for, for no reason at all. There's a purpose for this time where we have to pause and stop and reflect and think about what, 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 what in society has created this. Yeah. Um, one thing that's come up for me a lot is our treatment of animals. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's so, sorry. I went to the zoo yesterday. I haven't been to the zoo in years. And I was so upset that these animals were behind these cages. For the first time in my life, I was like, they need to be free. Why are they there? And why have we done this? Look at the way we treat animals. Even, I'm not saying that no people can't eat meat, but if you look the way it's been industrialized, that, that the cows are stripped of the skin before they're even fully dead, you know? I mean, we treat the animals as if they're insentient, that they have no emotion feeling at all. There's a, a law now up in, in, in the UK, uh, whether to consider animals sentient beings, and if they are, then they have to consider their feelings before killing them. And the thing they mention is lobsters that are thrown into a, bo- into a boiling pot while they're alive. Yeah. I mean, think, I mean, this one aspect of our of the way we are treating this earth. Um, and I think this is a time of reflection. We can't just think of ourselves. There's been a lot of suffering and human suffering, um, but we've caused a lot of suffering. And so whenever you're suffering, it's a time to think of the suffering that you've caused. Yeah. As a human community, we've caused a lot of suffering to each other, to the animal world and to the earth herself. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, we have to begin to rectify that. And everyone can do it in a little way, in a little yeah. way. Yeah. You have to find your own little way, do your little part in beginning to rectify that. Right. I'm really glad you brought up the animals because I, um, you know, you, I didn't think about it for a lot of years, but now I'm a different person. And now I look at things completely different and how sad that we've done this and why we've done this, you know? And yes, you're right. Each person can make their little bit of a difference, right? Well, Dana, I'm so glad you came on the show today. I hope you'll come back with your next book and visit me again. Yes. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Her, her book is called When the Bright Moon Rises, The Awakening of Ancient Memories. This is what it looks like. It's a fabulous story. You guys got to pick it up. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dana. I really Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for having God me. Bless. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Everybody take care. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal